things when I grew older. My questions usually caused my mother to look at me more intensely, just as she had done when I had asked about the garland of garlic. Her eyes would search my face, looking for some underlying evil reason for why I would dare to ask, no matter how innocent the questions were. She would often follow one of my questions with, Why do you want to know that? Why did you ask? What gave you the idea to ask? Or she might ask, Did you dream about this? This was especially true for any questions about her or my father, their families, or their pasts. They never seemed to want to talk much about those things, so I stopped asking years ago. But wasn't it normal to wonder about your own family? Although I rarely heard them talk about their families, even when they were with dinner guests, I couldn't help wondering why we didn't have pictures of their parents or grandparents on our shelves and walls like other people had. Whenever my parents and I went to their friends' homes, that was the first thing I looked for and asked questions about. In the house of one of my classmates, her family had two rows of pictures of her grandfathers going back generations, with one picture taken around the time of the Civil War. How different we were. Wouldn't you think so if, from the day you could talk, comments and questions about almost anything brought intense scrutiny, if not some sharp reply, a warning to you not to think about something or ask about something? Surely, like me, you would tend to go elsewhere for answers, even about the most common things. Maybe that was why I became such an avid reader. There were times when I felt the air go out of the room after I had asked about something, times when I would find myself tiptoeing around my parents and retreating to the silence in my own room to read and to learn. I used to wonder if maybe I was too inquisitive after all, whether there really was something wrong with me for thinking so much and wondering so much. However, it was pretty obvious that my classmates and friends knew a great deal more about their families than I knew about mine. Of course, almost all of that mystery could be attributed to my being an adopted child and that I knew nothing about my biological parents. But the truth was that I didn't know all that much more about my adoptive parents either. I could summarize what I knew about them on a single page. Both of them had lost their parents years ago, but I wasn't sure exactly when. To explain why their parents were gone, even though they were still so young, they told me their parents had married late in their lives. They made it sound as if their mothers had them at the very last possible minute. They both said they had lived in Massachusetts all their lives. My father was from Boston, my mother from Salem. My mother was an only child, so there were no aunts or uncles on her side, but my father had a younger brother, Wade, who fascinated me. He was a professional magician who went under the stage name The Amazing Healy. He lived in New York City, but he traveled a great deal because of his performances, not only in America, but also in Europe and even Asia, and he always managed to visit us when he was anywhere nearby. Uncle Wade had a reason for not answering my questions about himself— a reason I could accept and understand. A good magician never reveals the secrets of his tricks, Sage, nor should he tell too much about himself. He must guard the mystery as he would guard his life. One can't be separated from the other when you're a magician. There's an aura about you that enables you to say, now you see it, now you don't. And people are hooked, amazed, and fascinated. That's how I earn a living. You wouldn't want to hurt my doing that, right? His eyes twinkled when he said it. Of course, I wanted to ask why I had to be like everyone else. Wasn't I a little special? 
I could keep secrets so locked up that they'd gather dust in my head. We didn't have a blood relationship, but I was his niece. I should be trusted. When I muttered something about this to my parents, my mother said, Even we don't know all that much about Wade. He wants it that way, and you should respect his wishes. Don't go poking that nose full of curiosity into everything and everyone you meet. Some people want their privacy respected. Her words were sharp and hard. I didn't argue with her. I never would. I certainly didn't want to do anything to upset Uncle Wade. I just wanted him to like me. To love me, at least, like any uncle loved a niece. I thought he could. He didn't seem as uptight about everything I said and did. There was always an amused twinkle in his eyes when he was with me. Shorter than my father and just a little stouter, he had light brown hair and vividly electric blue eyes. He never visited us without amazing me with the way he could make things disappear, move them from one place to another.